So Ty, how many new reviews do you think we have? Uh, I'm gonna say it's between zero and one. Correct, it's zero. <laughs> nice. Let's bring in the theme song. Friday and welcome back to the Politipop Podcast, the podcast where we read between the lines of what we thought was our favorite pop culture media and discuss the social and ham-fisted political themes within. <laughs> I am your co-host, Mike Booch, and as always, in my second seat is my co-host, Ty. Hey, uh, aka Captain Falcon, which was one of my favorite things they called him this episode, and uh, <laughs> also aka the ghost of the Winter Soldier's arm, because that's all that's left of the uh, greatest assassin in MCU history. <laughs> yes, that is that is all that is all that is left, which uh, I mean, good for Bucky, but <laughs> I guess terrible yeah. for all of the fans. Um, yep. So for those of you who are confused, we are not doing a housekeeping episode today. Uh, there's been a lot of shit going on, both in the world to cover and both in our personal lives. Right. So we decided that it would be a little bit of a treat to record our final Falcon and the Winter Soldier mini review, or rather Captain America and the Winter Soldier, or is it the Captain America and the Winter Soldier, uh, mini review together. <laughs> Uh, so the day of, I don't think we've ever done this before, right? Where where the episode aired today, we're watching it, recording, there have been, and releasing. There have been this. many times that I've edited an episode the day of, but I yeah. have never recorded an episode the day of. So uh, this might be a sloppy episode. It's not going to have a lot of editing. There's going to be just, just like the long. episode we're reviewing. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, yeah, just like the episode we are reviewing. So for those of you who are not aware, we have been releasing uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier mini reviews every week-ish uh, since the movie came, uh, since the show came out. And see, not even going to redo that one because we're just going for it. We're doing it live. Uh, and, um, and, and this day we decided to uh, watch the episode and come at you with really fresh takes on, on this show. And I will say it's probably to a detriment because if I had time to think over the stuff I really liked about this episode, all three of those things, then <laughs> then I would be a lot more um, merciful <laughs> with with this review. But guess what? This is a full. I mean, it's kind of a mini review, but kind of a full regular review like we do together. So we're we're not pulling any metal armed punches here. Um, we are we are. Thank you. We are going to be getting into it. Did you want to kind of? That's. I guess let's just go through this episode, uh, specifically. Yeah, and we'll, we'll summarize it, our thoughts. Yeah, and we'll and we'll use it to kind of bring back our thoughts on the previous episodes because right. I think that the strongest part of the series, not to say it's a strong series, but the yeah. strongest part of it is the characters. Right. And once again, not to say it's a strong series, not to say it's the greatest character work I've ever fucking Except seen in, in this life. episode, where they kind of let me down on a lot of that, but I'll, I'll get into that more later. Yeah, uh, so I think, um, I know you have some notes. I'm just going to go through my conversation with you as I was <laughs> sharing my thoughts. Uh, so I think I, we've made it known previously before that we really weren't fans of the way that they were handling Sam's character as a title character. Uh, it seemed like they were giving him the Finn treatment that they did with Star Wars. Right. You know, we'll advertise a black man every step of the way, but we'll make the show about 
everybody else and their <laughs> arc and not really give him much. And that's kind of what they did. And I thought I, they had me, man. I thought they were going to turn it around. I mean, I would argue they kind of did in the last two episodes. They really focused on him, uh, actually to the detriment of Bucky, I would say, uh, in, especially in this last episode. They've spent a lot more time on on Sam becoming Captain America and giving these very lavish uh, speeches and, and uh, you know, being like, you know, I'm a black man, you know, as Captain America and really just throwing it out there. Uh, I think the issue is that they tried to do it in two episodes rather that than... Is- 100% correct. I agree. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, that's that's where it's like, okay, so you rushed into this at the very end. Which was my prediction, right? I told you off mic, I think they're going to rush everything in this last episode. And I'm going to be honest, they didn't even rush it as well as I thought they would. Yeah, same. <laughs> wow, right? Um, I think, you know, what's weird is like Marvel has a blueprint and Marvel and that blueprint is actually kind of foolproof by now. Like if you stick to even a basic Marvel blueprint, you get Ant-Man, which is by no means the best of the series, but it's not a terrible watch by any stretch of the imagination. You still get something good. And I think with this, they were like, all right, let's make it an action movie. We're Mm going to take all of the tropes and all of the cinematography from wild action movies. Um and try and catch lightning in a bottle twice because they did catch lightning in a bottle with the Winter Soldier. That they wasn't did. a Marvel movie specifically. It was just a great movie. Yeah, and I mean, you ask almost anyone who's seen that film, and it's if it's not their favorite, they'll usually say it might be the best, right? It just holds up. I know people who aren't even, like, superhero fans that have actually really enjoyed that film. It was, it was just really, really well-plotted, well-acted, and had some, some of the best action scenes, I'd say, in the MCU. And I, I would argue this show really disappointed on the action for a show that had so much of it uh it always felt kind of slappy uh slappy <laughs> sloppy and uh i mean i guess a little sloppy, sloppy, sloppy yeah slapstick, slapstick. And, <laughs> and just really wasn't uh as strong or convincing as i felt some of the other mcu films were yeah i um let's 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 just start oh before we do get into it i'm not even i'm not even giving spoilers this episode because you guys know what you're getting into at this point um <laughs> Before we get into it, I do want to say there, there, there is an asterisk. There is a caveat, if I'm using the word correctly. And that caveat is there was a subplot. Actually, I don't even think it was a subplot. There was a plot revolving around the Flag Smashers and Mama Danya and, and, you know, and a disease that happened when the people got snapped back from, their, from the five-year blip. So there was originally a plot that ended up being very adjacent to COVID-19 and they scrapped it entirely. So that was Thanos's backup plan. Yes, he was like even if I snap away half people and somehow they manage to come back, that's going to be people who have immune systems that are 5 years <laughs> 5 years old, you know, there there's going to be a whole bunch of new things in the world like it's a very sensitive yeah. time and that's It'll how trigger COVID-20. Exactly. So way to go, uh, Thanos, for thinking of that. But but anyway, so they scrapped that and they did a lot of reshoots. And having done reshoots only once in my life with you, Ty, I realize and I've heard from every movie that's ever suffered from excessive reshoots that like it's not easy and it really changes things around. So I'm, I'm glad that they were able to do what they could with those reshoots. But yeah. keeping that in mind, I'm going to fuck this episode up. Yeah, well, I, listen, so I just want to say I had no idea that was true until you told me. 
And I kept wondering what the deal with the vaccines was in that, I think, the first or second episode. They said and the I, word once and that was it. Yeah, I was like, are they just trying to help people be vaccinated? I'm like, I'm like, I don't, they're trying I don't know to why they're out. trying to stop these guys from vaccinating people. Like, because they're doing it in a mean way. They're doing it wearing yeah. black clothes and they're stealing money from rich people. That's why. Oh. Uh. That's, that's what, <laughs> yeah, I, I think... I think maybe with that other uh, storyline, the Flag Smashers would have been a little more empathetic to uh, the bootlickers who already didn't see them as empathetic characters in the mm. first place. Yeah. Um, not to say that everybody who who didn't see them that way, I guess, who, you know, who didn't see them as freedom fighters like I did is, is a bootlicker. But, right, right. you know, uh, you definitely have a more limited view of the world, which Sam made sure to outline because they also didn't trust their fans enough to read between the lines that they hit us over the head with so many theme with the same theme multiple times. But all right, this episode starts off with for some reason the the whole NYPD is there uh, to to help the GRC, yet none of them are breaching the building. I guess there are a few soldiers, but they've all been been infiltrated by the flag smashers. I didn't see one actual person in there. Yet Sam and Bucky are able to go and do ex- everything they want. Fucking John Walker steps in there. Sharon Carter, who is a fucking enemy of the state. <laughs> Steps in there. Luckily, they have no intel in Madripoor. Luckily, there's none. No intel in Madripoor that connects her to being the the, the power broker. Carly keeps an amazing secret because she hasn't told anyone either. So, so an enemy of the state, the Winter Soldier, and and fucking maybe Captain America, um, who yeah. who were who were all witness to a murder overseas a couple episodes ago, are now able to just walk through New York City and the police, Sergeant Barnes, go ahead. He can't give them orders. He, they don't need any backup going in there. The fucking mask that Sharon had it was was ridiculous to me. I know that I know they've set it up in other, other, in other movies. I'm aware of that. It was yeah. just very over-the-top Mission Impossible for me. And she's like, it's also a few years it. in the future, you know. She's been in Madripoor, which has always been kind of future tech. So I, I'll say that. Like, it didn't really bother me as much as it bothered you, but... It, it definitely kind of takes you out of it a little bit. Well, why take the mask off as soon as you get in? Like, she, she yeah, wasn't even yeah. in the building, and she took the fucking mask off. Hey, Bucky, what's up? And and the mask is off. I was hiding, but only until only from you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, only until <laughs> everyone can see me now. Uh. Oh, man. Um, okay, so 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 let, let me try and be more story-wise instead of just tearing this shit apart. One of the biggest issues I had was there was no reveal for this suit. Okay, we yeah. don't. It was a know. cool suit, though. I, it was very comic accurate. Uh, I did think it looked good, but yeah, it was kind of lame how he just like was flying around in it. You know, it's just there, oh, yeah. Okay, I there mean, it is. even Steve Rogers in Infinity War had a much better reveal than that. Like the, he, sh- you're supposed to have that hero show up, and maybe this is me being used to a certain formula. And and I'll admit that. And maybe this is me going. I would have written it this way. Fine. A certain formula that version. Marvel has set up. They even did it in WandaVision with her outfit. Yeah, they did it. In, yeah, they did it in WandaVision, which was very off off book for Marvel. But just if the guess what? If you're taking notes from every action movie, they do that in every action movie anyway, though. All yeah. is lost and the hero shows up at the end to do what nobody else can do. And there are at least seven people on that block who could have saved that van. So, I, I mean, I guess they didn't because they were all busy fighting each other. And the idea of this version of Captain America is to be like, listen, it's about the greater good. We got to work together and blah, blah, blah. We have a common struggle, like he says in right. the end. Um, but, yeah, I really would have preferred a big reveal for the suit. We had Shuri and Black Panther telling us about all the cool things that uh, that uh, T'Challa's suit could do. And then we got to see him do those things. I'd, I would have at least liked to have heard 
you know, a voiceover as he's flying into the city, you know, uh, you know, this may be new to you, but you, you know, it's going to fit like a glove and, you know, uh, you know, Sam, here's how you're, I don't know. I don't know. I don't Maybe know. I, like personally, I didn't need that. I feel like the idea was last episode, he became comfortable with who he is. So now he, he's ready to step into the suit. He's ready to use it. He had his acrobatic montage of training. Like he was, he was good to go. Um, Which, I just God, think that came in handy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Backflips away from Carly Morgan. <laughs> he was, he was doing a lot of backflips there for whatever reason. Gainer Instead of just stepping back. <laughs> Literally just whatever. Like I, I can't do a backflip. I'll be honest, but That's I do, fair. I if do you could, think stepping backflips all the time. I feel like That's stepping back is just more convenient because it, 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 it won't disorient you as much, right? In the middle yes. of a fight, but I don't know. Also, what, what do I know? I mean, okay, if, if we want to break it down from a fighting perspective, you want to keep your feet most likely under your shoulders, okay, when you're fighting. You want to stay right. light on your feet, and that way it's easy for you to just – it's easy for you to back up and, and redistribute your weight. You're light on the balls of your feet. Literally ba- doing a backflip it would most likely land you in the same place you were in the fucking first place. Now, I'm aware that Sam is an incredible gymnast, according to that last episode with, yeah. the, with the montage and everything. But I, I know that the fighting in the movies isn't how it should be in real life, and fighting in real life isn't, isn't anywhere near as entertaining as it is in the movies. But yeah, he definitely did a lot. He barely used the shield uh, up, up until the end, which I don't know, I guess is the point of that to be like... He doesn't, you know, he doesn't need the shield like John Walker did. Right, right. Um, he, he leaned into the wings a lot more than I was expecting. That's for sure. Like, it was, he, did. He's, he yeah. was really Falcon for most of the fight, except for throwing the shield a few times. But Why, uh, why fight Batrock for 30 minutes? Let's, you know, let's go back. We talked about the reveal for the suit. Why fight Batrock for 30 minutes? You know, even, I mean, I guess Steve in, in Winter Soldier fought him and didn't do it with the shield just out of pride alone. Right. I feel like Sam knows who he is at this point. He doesn't need that. He knows that there are super soldiers whom he has dealt with handily throughout this whole series. Yet, eh. fucking breakdancing uh, French dude, the Legionnaire, is is somehow putting Sam on his toes while, while all of the important shit is done by everyone else. Well, it does kind of highlight just how much of a disparity there is between Steve Rogers' skill set and his because Steve dealt with Batroc in like a minute. Right, like he just like fucking knocked him out in the Winter Soldier pretty quickly, uh, and Sam really, really struggles in this fight. And I'm like, man, this is this is we. I don't know what the next like Infinity War level threat that the MCU is gonna face, but I sure hope hopefully Captain Marvel's around. Cause, yeah, hopefully yeah. it's below Batroc because if not, Sam's like, we're gonna need everybody on your left again, Doctor Strange, get everyone. <laughs> like, who is oh, that? It's man. well, it's it's Carly Morgenthau's older sister and. How are we going to deal with this shit? <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, <What>? exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I, yeah, I, re- I would have loved a, a big reveal for the suit. Hold on. What did I tell you? I sent you a voice message you never listened to. What was I that? didn't. No, I didn't. Oh, I said a fucking chair knocked Captain America's shield out of the air. Oh, that, that was so lame. A chair. And it's not even like a chair you're supposed to have in your house. It's a chair you have in a room for meetings. It's like it's like two pounds. It's like a and tiny it, wooden chair. And like that shield has like crushed like walls. <laughs> like it can like impale <laughs> things and yes. and it just it just gets knocked out of the he air. Throws like, it in the fucking That's just chair how weak he is at throwing that shield. I'm Seriously. sorry. But the acrobatics to- didn't help, I guess. Nothing, and but he, he even practiced the shield throwing. It's like they undid everything from the previous episode, and I, I don't. Except just, that, the, except when he rescues Bucky and John, then he he knocks out like four people with one shield throw, which was like, does that work like that? I I well, the thing is, I think it fucking does. You can't but just knock out him. one person though. 
You have to knock the thing is the shield uh, tie, which you don't understand about the shield. Let me shield explain oh, okay, to okay. you for a sec. All right, is that it? Uh, it suffers from the same issue that the Space Marines did in the Aliens franchise, where if you have one, takes forever to knock it out, takes forever to kill it and right. defeat it. But if you have more than one, you you can take them out in in and mass. Ah. You know, so that's it. Makes it. Sense the shield now. only works on multiple enemies at a time. Otherwise, why bother? You know. Right. Um, what did I say? I said I'm up to the before they definitely reveal Sharon as the power broker. Oh, <laughs> uh, there could have been like a cool reveal, but they they just they really really wanted everyone to know going into this episode that she was the power broker. Uh, yep. So yeah, I mean that was no surprise to hopefully anyone. Um, I hope I hope everyone was like, yep. I, I mean, for those coming. of you who were surprised, good for you. I hope it was. <gasps> what? What are the ch- all of the surprises <laughs> yeah. I had in this episode were like? You got to be fucking kidding me! <laughs> but what a disservice to her character. I feel like they've done in the show. You know, she was uh, Captain America's like uh, you know handler slop, for sloppy seconds oh, after okay, he, he he was still in lo- terms than he was he was in love with you know her what aunt grandma whatever she was. And great he, aunt, I think. And he had this whole like somewhat romance with her, which you know leads to her helping him out, and then apparently ruined her life. Uh, you know, and like they, they even say at the end, like you know the name Agent Carter, and you know she's got such a, a great family history, and they really made her like a villainous character who's not afraid to commit murder, uh, shows no compassion, and I think they could have made the power broker, made her the power broker, but still made her you know a likable and compassionate character but she was just blood bloodthirsty and cold and i i kind of felt like that was a little unfair to her you know she had she went from being a hero to just a complete villain like you know i I, i'm not sure i'm not sure if i like the direction they took her well here's the thing because those those turns are always great right we love seeing darth vader make that turn in clone wars the series but we don't love seeing it in the prequels because it it just it just didn't make as much sense, and I think that was the case here. If we had more of Sharon Carter, I would have been fine with that turn. You know, even if it's honestly, give me one five minute flashback of her. You know, going into Madripoor, just barely escaping the CIA who's after her ass, and right. all of a sudden people start getting snapped away, and she's like, "What the fuck is going on?" That's right. We she didn't see missing. her struggle. We never yes. saw her struggle, right? And I think yeah. that's the issue. It's you know, she just was like, "Yeah, I couldn't return to the U.S. and see my family." And now she's like, ha, 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 "I'm a super villain." It's like, what? Yeah, you think what, that what that would fuck? be the first thing she wants to do? But yet, like I said to you off mic, you know, as soon as she gets out of the courthouse, the the with the smallest courtroom, largest, I guess they're holding a lot of like trials at once largest courthouse <laughs> smallest courtroom they hold every session in there but also people can go in there for their private meetings like john walker his wife and Apparently. fucking val but whatever but she walks out of there and doesn't even get into a car before she's like yeah we're gonna fuck shit up like you know on her phone right. out loud on capitol yeah. hill so so it went from <laughs> like i thought she did what she had to do to survive and became the power broker to survive in the world she was thrust into to being like, Nope, she wants to control the world. <laughs> like she, she just straight up wants to uh, be in charge. So yeah, there yeah. goes well, any compassion to, I mean, for her. She, she, she just seems to be interested in the profit. I mean, which is right. Also kind of, well, Carly kept saying to her, you want to control the world. So like I, they were implying, yeah. I guess, conversations that they'd had and, and things like that. And, and Sharon was more than willing to not correct her. So to me that, you know, she does kind of want to be 
in charge of manipulating the world, very much so. Yes, because Dennis Reynolds, everyone, he's the one who wrote this episode, and he <laughs> believes that instead of showing us, you can just have the implications, yep. and that is, <laughs> and the implications will tell us everything. Um, man, do you want to talk about Carly? You want to talk about Bucky? I know you're more disappointed about Bucky. I mean, I'm just disappointed in general, but yeah, we'll talk about Carly. I mean, I think she started out as a really strong character in the beginning of the show, uh, and I thought her struggle felt very easy Rounded? to root for. You know, oh, yeah, like like <laughs> I think people like she was one of us. You know, she was someone who who saw the struggles of the everyday people. You know, obviously this is a world where post post you know Thanos' snap where they've brought everyone back. And they had no plan for what to do with these people once they did it. So very, uh, very bad plan by the Avengers. I mean, Tony Stark could have taken his money and really set up some sort of <laughs> relocation plan for all these people, but he didn't. And you know uh, what? Hold he- <laughs> on. While, while, while we're on it, I didn't mention in the WandaVision episode, fuck Tony and fuck Bruce for not doing anything to protect Vision. And let him oh, get yeah. letting him get taken by sword during the blip. Okay, I realize they were dealing with their own shit at the time, but literally that was kind of like their son. Their love child, Ultron's son. <laughs> Which is like, it shows like how flawed they yeah. are. They're, they're geniuses. Really? Tony Stark yeah. is a billionaire. And yet they can't see beyond their just very simple plans, right? Like they're, you know, they're like, all right, we're going to create, vi- you know, Ultron uh, to make the world better. And then he creates vision and they, they don't give a fuck about vision anymore. You know, we're going to, we're going to unsnap everybody and we're not going to worry about what's going to happen to them when they come back. And, you know, it's left billions of people right i mean in the world just that's such that's such a good point because i didn't think about that it's not like the people who snapped everyone back were people without resources exactly they had all of the resources and in addition to that ty they had time on their side yeah they had infinite they had the infinity gauntlet they had infinite (laughs) time in order to get this thing right and plan it out but they didn't do it because and guess what i don't want perfect characters i'm fine with no, them being no. broken fucking people who only think about themselves because that's what the grc is right you know right. The, these right. governments were only thinking about themselves and you know only and you know nothing about the of, of how everything is going to affect the common person and that's just that's tony even from the beginning in the avengers movie he was like oh we have renewable energy great you have renewable energy in new york city thanks to um stark industries now what are you going to do to fix the homeless problem? Well, it's like for all of Tony's, you know, uh, reasons for why, you know, unsnapping everyone wouldn't work and why he was against it. He never, you know, this genius billionaire never thought of the idea of like, well, now what is going to happen to all these people that come back and their homes have been taken, their jobs have been taken, you know, countries have been, uh, you know, divided up differently. Like he, he that never even crossed his mind and to bring up to them. And he's been there during this whole time. It's not like he's like, oh, I didn't know the countries are different and borders right. are different yep. now. Mino know these things. He was there the whole fucking <laughs> exactly. time. Jared Lettowing off in his own fucking meditative family state. Like... Oh, yeah, Ter- terrible, just terrible planning. Yeah. And, and, and so, yeah, so Carly is the one who steps yeah, up. Carly. <laughs> Carly steps up to save these people that the Avengers and literally everyone else in the world has not given a shit about. And, you know, she sees these people struggling from COVID-20 and she sees them uh, in these <laughs> refugee tuberculosis camps. that took Mama Donna, <laughs> yeah, bro. It was yeah, tuberculosis. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and, and like, all these horrible things that are happening. And she says, you know, the governments won't step up. The Avengers won't step up. We're going to step up. And, you know, throughout the series, she she's tried to help, you know, the, the 99%. And uh, 
unfortunately, they started making her very villainous in these last few episodes. And listen, I'm okay with her making a couple bad choices because, again, we don't want perfect characters, you know? She 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 did kill a few people, and I, I was and okay Sam with- was ready to talk her down. Sam saw her with a gun pointed at Agent 13, who would show up without a bulletproof vest for reasons. But anyway, mm. uh, he sees her pointing a gun at her and still decides to talk her down. Right. So, like, even Sam at that point could see her as, like, a sympathetic character. I'm sorry, but, yeah. No, but, yeah, saying, I mean, and, and yeah, as we said her. off off mic, like, she's kind of supposed to be a representation of, you know, Antifa. And, like, she's, they're trying to make her a villain. You know, they openly made all the Flag Smashers villains at the very end. And that that was such a shame. Yeah, I mean, despite the idea that they were kind of going for a, this is a gray area. That's what the show was all about. It was about the gray yeah. areas. You know, can a black man be Captain America while knowing that the United States has has a sordid history of disenfranchising and destroying the black community at every possible turn? Can a black man do that and still stay true to himself? Can Carly Morgenthau, uh, you know, try and reach her goal of peace, but one not world, get one blood people. on her hands. Yeah, one world, one people. Like, that's exactly it. Um, and then John Walker was supposed to be a whole gray area too, but no, he... He was full hero at the end here. <laughs> but right? the thing is also, it's not legal for him to be a full fucking hero. He was, he was stripped of all of his ranks and titles. How is he able to just walk in there and not get arrested on his way out? You know, like... I'm sorry, I'm fan. This is my fanboy rage. I am not a host right now. I'm taking a step back. Tyler's now the official I, host. I mean, I don't know if the Sokovia Accords are st- are they still active? I really don't know. But I, I guess what even at this are point, the Sokovia Accords? Those were you know are? that was that was where all the heroes had to you know fucking sign up and everything. But okay, but nobody would hire him. Nobody would re- yeah. like the government would not would not hire him. So he's a, he's a vigilante, like the Punisher. Exactly, he's a fucking vigilante, and you know, yet everyone, you know, the cops see him, and they're like, "Oh, we just murdered a man on national TV." I mean, they didn't show us that. They'll but he us- he was pardoned, like he he was he was yeah, pardoned. that's like true. He's, a, that- he's not a fugitive. So yeah, he's allowed to I be guess freely right. walking around. I guess around. you're right. He is still a free man. That's a good and, point. That's a good and point. And he's taking down terrorists, as they call the Flag Smashers. So, you know, just like uh, every Republican says, you know, good guy with a gun's going to take down the bad guys with take a gun. Take down the bad so, guy with the gun, yeah. So I'm sure yep, every fucking true. cop was like, fuck yeah, Kyle Rittenhouse. I mean, uh, John Walker, <laughs> take these guys down. But, you know, and also it just... Once again, I I've enjoyed Wyatt Russell's acting through this whole thing. I'm yeah, not he's going solid. to say I'm not going to say he's the best representation of a man struggling with mental illness because he's not even fucking close. Just because he holds his head and twitches once in a while, shave his head, he could be Professor Xavier. I'm sorry. I've <laughs> well, so many people have given him know. props for being like, wow, he's made him so unlikable. He's like Joffrey. Uh, from Game of Thrones. But really, all he had to do was put on the Captain America suit and not be Sam, and everyone was like, fuck this guy. People so, would not I be mean, Steve. People hated yeah. him from the beginning just for that. Like, Every, anyone could have been cast in that role. And I actually like him a lot as an actor. I've seen him in other stuff, and I've always enjoyed him. But, uh, you know, let's not get carried away here. Like, he's giving, uh, you know, He's not giving know, an Emmy-worthy performance. He's yeah, not, absolutely. You know? Absolutely not. But, um, uh yeah, and listen, so Carly's message, I kind of, you know, they, they kind of try to keep it alive through Sam, I guess, right? After she's killed, Sam brings her, her body to all the news cameras <laughs> and the stretcher that's going to take her body yes, away. Yes, thank God everyone is there with amazing camera and sound. They were all able to get past the police yeah. uh, caution lines, and everyone right. can now broadcast nationally, at least, 
most likely internationally, Sam's incredibly long monologue. Yeah. To it was cool when he like f- like landed though. I thought it looked really good when he landed with her body, like the wings and everything. I was like, oh wow, they shot that really well. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, I think so, are we are we about to get into the monologue? Because I I, I mean, if you wanna... want, yeah, we can do that. No, I'm f- yeah, I'm fine with that. I just want to mention that for all the things that I'm pissed off about with this episode. Uh, if you listen to the podcast, you you know where I come from. You know that the race stuff is very important to me. The social the social issues are very important to me. I do think it's very powerful that a black man, you know, this is similar to think about how a black man becomes a cop, right? I'm going to change yeah. the system from the inside. He becomes Captain America because he's trying to make it mean something new to him. Right. And the yep. first thing he's seen doing on camera is walking out uh, with a with a dead black girl's body in his arms. Like he didn't kill her. You know, but apparently Wait, Carly's black? he couldn't help. Well, she's light skinned black, so it, she's Is definitely she? black. Carly's got to be black. She's got red hair, and so does. Um, I thought she was Irish. <laughs> she was she just could a be white Irish girl. Hold on, I'm looking it up now. Yeah, I definitely did not think she was black. Why did I look up Carly Morgenthau instead of the actress? Erin <laughs> <laughs> <Aaron> Kelly. <laughs> oh, Erin Kellyman parents. That's a popular search. Her father's Jamaican. Her mother is Irish. So we're both right. Boom. We are both right. Okay. Cool. That's kind of hilarious. Way to go. I mean, uh, no, there's a basketball. Blake Griffin. That's what I wanted to say. I'm like, Blake Griffin's, he's got red hair and he's black. Like, but uh, <laughs> neither of us are huge NBA guys. And uh, I'm not positive the majority of the listeners here are. But yeah, she's 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 definitely mixed. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll be honest. I would not have even noticed that. I wouldn't have realized, you know, and I feel like that was probably done intentionally or maybe they just cast an actress they thought was good for the role I mean I don't yeah, know Yeah I mean yeah she she definitely you know she definitely gave a performance especially with what she had to do given the fucking reshoots but yeah I mean we know that Hollywood as a whole will usually cast light-skinned uh, right. light-skinned black yeah. actors over dark-skinned black actors it's just a fact um it's you know more acceptable to people it's less yeah. jarring and you know, sorry. Uh, it's, yeah. it's just how we it don't make the yeah, rules. So, That's what they do. But yeah, yeah so we get was, this really like ham-fisted moment, though, right? Where like the senators are like, "Don't worry, you stop these terrorists, and we're gonna make sure that we get rid of all these people in the, in the settlements, and we're gonna control the border." And it's just like so ridiculous. And Sam's just like, you're still going to go through with it. Stop calling them terrorists, you know, and they're, and they're just going back and, and he forth. also says the word thug, which, yeah. you know, as we know, has been used multiple times as a replacement for the N-word uh, when the word savage won't do. That's what people yes. call black people who are normally committing crimes, even even if those crimes are protesting uh, for justice. Yeah, the, the very thing supposedly our country was founded on. It wasn't supposedly, but, supposedly. you know, if you look at it from a materialist standpoint, that's not the fact. Absolutely. But that's 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 neither here nor there for this podcast. But can you give us that? You said you wrote down the monologue. Can you yeah, give I it did. to us line, not line by line, but just go and I'll be like, wait a second. I want to talk about that. Yeah. So thank you. So uh, <laughs> so Sam says it's right to all the cameras and all the senators. So the whole world can hear. And they have this moment where you see people all over watching it. Right. And being inspired by the new Captain America. So he says, I'm a black man carrying the stars and stripes. What don't I understand? Every time I pick this thing up, I know there are millions of people who are going to hate me for it. Even now, here, I feel... And Wyatt Russell winces at that moment. I'm not sure if you noticed that. I don't think think John Walker winced. I think Wyatt Russell (laughs) winced at that moment. But they've gone into it in the series. We don't need to discuss what the stars and stripes mean to a black man. Listen to any podcast we've done. Sorry, so continue. He says, I feel it. The stairs... The judgment. There's nothing I can do to change it. Yet I'm still here. No super serum. No blonde hair and blue eyes. The only power I have is I believe we can do better. And that's that's what I wrote down. I mean, he kind of goes into like what 
the senators could do. He says, you know, you you can uh, email. He says something like emails, right? He's like, you can email anyone in the world. You can you can stop like forests from being destroyed. You know, you have the power of yeah, says, of a god can... or a confused teenager. Yeah, he says. Wait, is that what he actually says? He does say that. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, but yeah, he says like you can feed millions of people with a phone call. You can move borders with an email, yep. or vice versa. Either way, con- you know, they have so much power. And he says when you're making those decisions that are impacting people. Are those people who are being impacted in the room with you, or is it more people who look like you? And that was very powerful. I think. It was. It uh, was once powerful. Again, once again, ham-fisted, but you know, I'm not. I'm not certain that a bunch of people watching this are also watching One Night in Miami, or you know what I mean. Yeah, so maybe true, some true. of this stuff does have to be, you know, a little more obvious for for listeners. Uh, sorry for viewers. Um, I forget everything's not a podcast, but um, but yeah, just it kind of reminds me of this whole thing when we talk about like every day billionaires could end world hunger. Like every day, there are so many powerful people in this world. Not even billionaires. There are politicians. There, there are so many powerful people in this world who can make a difference and choose not to. Right. And that says a lot. It's almost as if their non-interference is worse than those who do interfere you know it's uh do we do we really want to keep i mean obviously we do we do want to keep blaming the police departments we do want to keep blaming the justice system also like we're forgetting that that these justice systems serve a higher power and we all like you know obviously they're not in the the direct supervision of the president of the united states or something but like how many people do you see you know when a black person gets shot during the obama administration you know there are protests and everything but they get squashed down by the national guard and it's like oh, oh well and obama is still the best president we've ever had depending on who you ask <laughs> yeah. you know the, biden is is still i don't want to get into housekeeping but you know we're talk border the border is no better right now Im, you know immigration is no better as, as far as as far as i understand I, I saw a thing saying you wanted to start you know a new uh a new con, uh, containment facility terrible things are still happening to black people at the hands of the cops and all biden can say is don't burn shit down yeah don't 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 you know please protect the property and and there's still people who are licking his boot yet when yeah. trump's president and this stuff happens it's his fault it's his rhetoric mm-hmm. he's the worst president we've ever had it's the fucking system yes okay you have to hold these politicians accountable you have to hold so sam talking to that senator right in his fucking face once again while not an awesome moment for the show as a whole i think was a very was a very powerful moment as like yeah like i would love to do that but unrealistically it's enough to change their minds that when, is very when, unrealistic. when in the real very. world you know the the money and the people in power who control you know these these senators would never allow them to go back on on their plan. <laughs> no, and I think never. <laughs> you know, I get that they're like, look, it's a hopeful world, but I feel like that could have been a good struggle, you know. Sam realizes that speeches isn't going to be enough and he's got to he's got to find a way to do more, but you know, they want to end on a very hopeful note in the show. Uh, but I think it's a disservice to the actual events that are happening in real life, and I think it kind of leads to what we were saying about Joe Biden, you know, just voting him in is enough to end all the problems in this country. And, you know, they're saying, oh, Sam giving that speech on TV was enough to end all these problems. And, and you know, it, it, that's clearly not true. Not not true at all. But, you know, for, for the show, that's how they wanted to end things. And I just want to go back to Carly real quick because Carly, they ended up turning into this petulant child. And 
at the beginning, she had she had like she had those kind of Fred Hampton vibes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, at the end, she did, too. And she said, I'll die for this cause. Other people will take it up. Yep. But um, even but, though her people were no longer inspired by her because she's like, yep, one world, they one world backs on her. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Even they turn their backs on her. My God. Um, be- because they had to write her that way. They had, I-, I-, I guess I'm more upset over the character I thought she was instead of the character they gave me. And part of me shouldn't be because that's what, you know, toxic fandom is. But the other part is, like you said, it is a disservice to current situations where, you know, Antifa are constantly looked at as petulant children who are just breaking things because they didn't get their way. Or terrorists. Yeah, and terrorists, and that's not the fucking case. I've said it a million times, I'll say it again. Terrorists kill civilians to attain a political means. Terrorists kill civilians for their political means. I'm not going to say that I would have done everything Carly did, but, you know, her 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 intent was to was to murder public officials, you know, employees of the state. And once again, I would never I would never do that. But she's not killing an average person and saying, now, if you don't replace uh, all the borders the way that, that we want them to be, then then we're going to kill more civilians. They don't yeah. do that. That's not what the fight. They take the fight directly to where the power is. They're redistributing resources that governments are holding and 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 giving it back to the people. So to see her at this last episode go, ah, I'm just gonna be angry and I'm gonna, uh, I need to take their lives instead of negotiating like we originally planned. Why put that line in there? We were gonna negotiate with them. Well, then we have to kill them or, or whatever. It was uh, that was just fucking ridiculous. They needed to make her a villain, you know. That's, they that's needed to make her a clear cut villain. And it's not enough that they did that. They also made John Walker a hero, not even an antihero. He had Good his time. moment where he could choose vengeance again or choose to do the right thing and he chose to do the right thing which is but it was so rushed it was so right there was no like hesitation he wasn't about to kill them and people were screaming for help like he was just like uh all right i'll get the truck the truck was going over and he had a minor headache (laughs) literally that's what happened anyone rewatch that scene he goes and then he go and then he he doesn't make those sounds exactly but it looks like (laughs) and then he goes and saves the truck oh and then also the you don't think lamar's life mattered you don't think Lamar's life mattered? Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck this whole show and fuck the writers for that in particular. That that's that's my final my final opinion until next week when I'm like, well, I did like the fuck you did this. But but guess what? <laughs> fuck them for that because there is so much twisting of the terms that 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 the left uses that um that that we use that have been turned around on us. And, you know, we talk about tolerance and then the right, when they see a Molotov go through a window, they go, so much for the tolerant left. When they see Richard Spencer, a neo-Nazi, get punched, they say, oh, so much for the tolerant left. When they see Black Lives Matter, they say, listen, all lives matter. You know, so for him to all, all of a sudden turn around and, you know, because they, what else do they do? When the argument against slavery comes up or, you know, the fact that there are modern day Jim Crow laws that are being brought into place and they say, remember, it was the Democrats who, who instituted slavery. It was the Democrats who, who, you know, okay, so you're admitting that thing is bad. You're admitting that thing is bad with me. So, yep. you know, why? You, it was just whataboutism, you know? And Carly even apologized. She, she said, like, to her, I think she meant the people who mattered were the, 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 those in power who were, keeping the, who were keeping people down, who were, who, were, who were letting people die on their watch despite having all of the control of these people and the resources. Yeah, and let, let's listen. Like Lamar wasn't like I didn't want him to die, but let's not pretend that he was just some innocent black man getting pulled over on the side of the road for uh, exactly. speeding and then getting exactly. shot. Like he's a he's a soldier 
who has killed people and was here with someone who was trying to kill them. So, you know, he, he was, you know, literally uh, a trained killer. Yeah. And he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And granted, you know, he, he did, um, we're not trying to victim blame here. No, not at all. I don't, I don't think he should die. He did do his best to try and be the voice of reason, but he still followed a broken white boy into a fucking, <laughs> into yeah. a very shitty so, situation. You know, so let's not like, make on, him let's, like, yeah, like, like, oh my God, the flag smashers yeah. are, are the ultimate evil. You know, it, it's just, uh, you know, it didn't, it didn't work that way for me. And, uh, you know, I, I did want John Walker to become more of an anti-hero. I didn't want him to be a full villain. You know, the U.S. agent, I was looking forward to that. It just felt kind of sloppy how they did that it. That score says it all, though. The yeah, scores are so yeah. important in these movies, and they tell us what's going on. And they told us at the end that the future is hopeful for John Walker, yes. which once again they let him go, and it is because he is a he he is a white man. He's Chris and I'm Kyle. Not, and it, yeah, and it's he is, and it's not even that he served his country. Isaiah Bradley served his country, and they yep. did. So there there are very clear comparisons here. There's a very clear example of privilege, and within the fan base, there's an example of bias because there's so many people who will defend John Walker and not defend Carly, and I, I'm pretty sure you could tell why. You know, like what once you look into these people, you see, you know, what the likes they have on Facebook are, or. You know, or what what their opinions are. You know, it's almost certainly someone who has an I stand frame at one, you know, with the American flag at some point in their profile picture. I think this show, it attempted to do something, but uh, it 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 didn't handle it well. And I think you, I think it's furthered people's biases because all the people who are watching this show who love the original Captain America aren't watching because they want Sam to take over. I mean, not all the people, you know what I mean? But like, yeah, there are yeah. people, there there are racist, biased, prejudiced, I won't even say racist. There are biased and prejudiced people who love Captain America and love Marvel, so they'll watch this, but they don't care if Sam takes up the shield or not. No, no, but not But they at did all. find someone in John Walker who they can who they can empathize with and justify uh, his his terrible actions. And I did Which say- Which was a smart move on Disney's part to kind of please all their fans, right? It really, really was. They're playing it very even-handed, as they always have, though. You know, we, we can't forget that Disney is still- you know a, a capitalist uh what do you even call them mega corporation they're a monopoly <laughs> they, they own a monopoly. everything they own everything yes and you know and uh the same way how they'll take certain things out in order to please the people in china they will you know yeah. they will also um you know they will also add things that make racists happy <laughs> yeah th- yeah they'll do the both sides here and make racists happy you know carly had a good idea but she did it in the wrong way so let's let sam do it the right way john walker had a bad day but now he can be a good guy again and and serve his country the way he wants to and you know and and also there may be some listeners who are like oh well lamar did did what his orders were you know he followed orders and john walker followed orders when he was serving as as just you know as a regular soldier and not as captain america they were following orders guess what i don't fucking care i i honestly yeah. do not care from its inception the united states military has been made to have poor people fight and kill other poor people for the yep. rich same thing with the with the with the united states uh police Depart- I don't want to say there's no United States Police Department, but all of police throughout the U.S., that is that is what the core was. It was to take the common person and say, I'm going to give you a little extra money if you stop that person from stealing from me by exactly. any means necessary. I have all these resources. I'm not going to give them to those people. So when they steal, they're breaking the law and you can beat their fucking head in and it's justified. Our first wars, I mean, and, and many since, people with the money could buy their way out. And you have, once again, the working class folk going overseas to fight for oil, except they think they're fighting for freedom, and they're not. 
Exactly. Okay? So that's when I have pity for those people. That's when I have pity on those people because they are being misled and and programmed and brainwashed in the wrong way into killing the common person. You know, it's just easier if they have a different shade of skin, I guess, and you're overseas doing it. Like you said, look at the difference between Isaiah and John, right? John killed somebody on camera in a brutal way who was unarmed. And he gets a full pardon for the most part, right? He he gets he loses his job, which I'm surprised even that he gets happened. the George Zimmerman treatment. He's still walking yeah. around a free fucking man. Yep, but so, but Isaiah, who risked his life to save fellow soldiers who were being written off by by the government, who were who, going to kill them, the government yep, was going to kill them. Yeah, he was shot up with an injection that he had no idea what it was, and he's imprisoned. He's experimented on, and he's left to live, you know, a a miserable life. And, you know, what? so how does this, how does, how does Isaiah, you know, get his just dues? Well, you know, Sam, having taken the, the, the shield, wants to make right oh, by Isaiah. So man. he puts up a statue in the Captain America Museum. And he's like, Come now on. no one will ever forget you. And they hug and it's really emotional. And I'm like, what the fuck? That's what you, that's the best you can do? <laughs> I where's, think it didn't want to be remembered either. No, but where's this man's reparations? Where Where is where is this story being told? Why aren't you on fucking camera saying, you know, I'm not the first black Captain America. You know, th- there's another man. You know, as much as Steve was an inspiration for me, there's another man who was an inspiration for me. You know, this this statue to me was was typical of what the U.S. does. Like putting a Black Lives Matter uh, banner down somewhere in the street or name but changing street nothing that or, about the system yeah exactly you know this this was just uh a really poor way to honor him in my opinion do i think he deserves that statue absolutely you know but this little tiny room and with you know no explanation i to me it was just uh it just wasn't enough and i feel like it doesn't it doesn't do that character uh, you know, the ju- the justice or the honors that he deserves for, for what he had to go through. Yeah, I mean, what you just said as a possibility was way better than what I saw. And I'm going to hold on to that as my headcanon now. I'm going to say <laughs> that's what Sam did. What you were saying, and I don't know why, it kind of made me come up with this analogy. And it's not a great one. But racism in the United States is a lot like somebody with lactose intolerance, right? Interesting. Okay. Because they'll deal with the fallout of the lactose intolerance. Mm. But won't and I'm I'm sorry for everybody who is lactose intolerant. I'm not sure this is you. I'm sure you have pills and non you have plenty of non-dairy stuff now. I know that personally, but I've seen so many people, let's put it that way. I've seen multiple people with lactose intolerance, my wife included, who will be like, Oh well, you know, I I my stomach is terrible. I, I'm having all this indigestion. It's the worst thing in the world. I wish I could stop this. Don't eat the fucking milk. And the United States, uh, don't eat the milk. Don't eat the cheese. Don't drink the milk, whatever. Don't have the dairy. Right. And the United States is very similar in that, like, oh, this keeps happening. Let's put a Black Lives Matter banner. Oh, this keeps happening. All right, Democrats, kneel down with your kinta cloths on. I got that wrong in a few episodes ago, so I wanted to correct it here. But but they won't deal with the fact that it's your system. You are the ones who are killing them. Maybe it's more the Eric Andre thing and less lactose intolerance. We didn't plan this out before, folks. But We didn't. Uh, but yeah, but, you know, that's... This didn't tackle that. Saying that Isaiah has a statue and they're telling his story doesn't tackle what was done wrong to him. He is not, you know, the people who are in charge of that either need to be in prison or he needs to get made whole because there's no reason he should be living in a shitty place in Maryland. I mean, he is because he's trying to stay off the radar, which is another thing. Why the fuck would say, I mean, I guess he had him listed as dead. Is that what happened? He had him. I, he, I don't know. I mean, I kind of, I would compare it to slavery, right? After the slaves were freed. 
we didn't really do anything for them. They had to just struggle along and we never made right by those people. And that's kind of where I see Isaiah. You know, he was basically a slave to, to the military and to the government. And when they were done with him, they just threw him, you know, off to the side, let him deal with, you know, living however he could. And they, you know, just like I, I support reparations. They, they should have, you know, I support them doing something for Isaiah and, and for the other soldiers that, you know, he fought alongside their, their families should have gotten some sort of reparations for what, what they went through. And that's not how this ended. There was, there was no justice served, you know, a statue was not going to make amends for, for the crime. And I, I, you know, I just don't think it's enough. And I, I think it's a great example of what the U S does all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So have, <laughs> yeah. What else is there to say about that? Uh, oh, yeah. So true. Bucky, right? Like, yeah, I was about to say, let's talk about Bucky. That's <laughs> for, so for anyone who doesn't realize this. I am a huge, huge, huge Bucky fan. He is my second favorite Marvel character. One of my top five combo characters uh, of all time. I've, I've read all of Ed Brubaker's run on Captain America, all of his Winter Soldier stuff. And, and as you know, Mike, I'm, I've been a huge fan for a long time. I really enjoyed him in the MCU, and I was so looking forward to seeing him in this show. And for the first, I guess, half of it, I thought they did a really good job, you know, trying to redeem him and go through, you know, what he went, what he, what he has to deal with now that he uh, is no longer the Winter Soldier and making amends, you know, like that, the beginning of that one episode where he's, he's crying in Wakanda when he realizes he's finally free of the mind control, you know, that stuff's great. And in the first episode, we spent, what, 20 minutes or so with, uh, I forgot the gentleman's name, but the, the Asian uh, father who, whose son he killed, right? We, yes. we see him hanging out with him. He goes to the restaurant. He, he kind of goes on a date with that girl. You know, we spent so much time with that to get, what, 30 seconds uh, in this last episode of him telling the man what happened to his son. No, no reaction to it. No, no fallout to it. It's literally, he just says like three sentences and then he walks past the restaurant and sees him getting a drink. And that's it. That's all we get from that. And then he leaves a little, uh, he leaves his notebook for his therapist. So they spent under one minute wrapping up his uh, <laughs> his, his amends and, and his character. And that's what we got. That's what we got for the Winter Soldier arc in his very last episode. Because they had to rush through all of Sam's stuff in two episodes. And talking about that whole making amends thing, too, like Carrie Skogland apparently said in an article I just pulled up out of nowhere, trying to find out what that man's name was, that uh, that this that was that subplot was supposed to be kind of like a little allusion to how the U.S. treated the Japanese during World War Two. Mm. And I didn't fucking see any of that. I mean, yeah, you, you and I have a lot of discussion to do when we do cover that. Uh, I think we'll do it with our, you know, when and if we ever do a Godzilla review at some point. But I, I I, honestly, the read between the lines guy, I didn't get that from there. I guess, like you, I was looking more toward Bucky's story as a character. But the moment he had in, I'm not going to explain all the stuff in this episode that I, that I had issues with regarding Bucky. Aside from him constantly being nerfed throughout this oh my whole god, fucking so frustrating series, I know he doesn't want to kill people, but even Roroni Kenshin has the muscle memory <laughs> to knock a motherfucker out. You know, yeah. he's I mean, like, I told you this off mic. He he fucking yeah. <laughs> fought Steve Rogers hand to hand. He fought Black Panther, and he can't even take on these untrained like. Uh, 
you know, kids. They're I not mean, even super just... soldiers. They're not super. They have the serum, but they're not super soldiers by any stretch of the imagination. You yeah, know, I mean, he's he is probably the most well-trained person in this show. I, I would say he definitely is the most well-trained person in this yes, show. Yes, because even after his U.S. military training, he was programmed and trained by Hydra to be a Winter Soldier, a one person who you could send overseas and change the entire course of Venezuela or any other yep. country. Yep. Uh, he's that guy. You mean to tell me this man who can alter U.S. history? He fucking assassinated JFK. He killed Tony Stark's dad, the most foremost technological mind in the United States. He has all of the, the most incredible training in the world. Even if he doesn't want to kill anyone, he could still manage. And yet, you know, he's getting his arm deactivated, being thrown into an I-beam in the, in the last episode. And this one, an I-beam gets knocked onto his arm. Which, by <laughs> yes. the way, was that also Carly or no? Because she seems like I, down I look and up, like her. down and up. Same hair. What, what, how, Carly can be in every place at once. She should be Captain America. I don't Captain know if they, reached, I don't they know. shot out incorrectly. Cause it, no, <laughs> they, but they, they probably did. They probably it definitely did. looked like she was fighting him and then all of a sudden was fighting upstairs. So I don't know what happened there. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, what was oh the moment he had with Zemo at, in Sokovia? That should have been the moment he has in this episode because he befriends John Walker. It seems, and I know it's not yeah, like a friend. I know. friend it's weird, but he given the way him and Sam were interacting at the beginning of the series, he's gonna warm up to this dude that fucking quick. Walker has the audacity to pat Bucky, James Buchanan, Barnes on the the shoulder. He has the nerve to do yep. that. And Bucky's like, eh, you know, you shouldn't have quoted Lincoln, blah, blah, blah. It sounds different when you say it, which, guys, once again, fuck Abraham Lincoln. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Bucky spent the entire series hating John Walker, uh, you know, arguing with Sam to take the shield. Now he's like, ah, eh, you know what? You're okay, guy. Like, what? Yeah, and it's not even like they worked together like Piccolo and Goku when they had to defeat Raditz because they weren't friends. They worked together to defeat a yeah. common threat. This was a lot friendlier. And oh, yeah. I was, you know, here's what. You know, just like you had your Isaiah thing, Ty, picture this. Theater of the minded, if you will. You can even close your eyes. Choose the location. Doesn't have to be any place in particular. Uh, but somewhere in New York City during this whole fiasco, John Walker and Bucky have to face off. And Bucky has to come face to face with that shield yet again. And he's like, yo, you just won't stay down, will you? And he's like having these flashbacks during the fight. Like, you know, like, is he going to lose it? Is he going to kill John Walker? You know, that would have been the moment to show us, is he truly the Winter Soldier or not? Because in in, in Madripoor, they played that that tune. They played the Winter Soldier scream, and he was close, and Sam saw it. Yeah, he Sam was. saw it, and he said, he said, you all right? Because Sam can do that. He's a counselor, which they leaned into, once again, the last two episodes of the show. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but that's what I would have wanted to see. He has that moment where he, you know, he who was mad at John Walker for killing someone out of rage, is he now going to kill John Walker for destroying Steve Rogers' legacy? Legacy. And, I love that. That's great. And finally, he has that moment where he decides not to. You know, that vibranium arm, you know, punches down into the ground next to him. And then his human arm punches him across the face and knocks him out or something like that. That's where you find, all right, Bucky made his arc. Now we've earned him giving that book back to his to his therapist. Oh, by <laughs> the way, that whole scene with the guy when he said, I killed your son. I was a winter soldier. Um, peace. He did not explain any of the brainwashing stuff. I feel like I know, he's like, I had no choice. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck does that mean? What do you mean? That's <laughs> like, just, I was just following orders. That's what that yeah, was. Again. Exactly. <laughs> but like, you know, and then Bucky and Sam are just like best friends at the end, which listen, I get it. They got close during the show. I'm okay with them being friends by the end, you know, but where is Sam's, I mean, uh, uh, Bucky's place in this story anymore. Like, I really don't know where they're going with him. 
is he just going to be Sam's sidekick? Is he just going to show up every No, he's going to be Sam's brother-in-law. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, true. <laughs> I he love what he was about to the cookout, bro. I love when he's like lifting the kids on his arm. Yes. That was pretty funny. Yes, and he's just talking or <laughs> just working his game. I yep. mean, I like that idea that, you know, because Sam told him you had to stop letting people tell you who you are. You have to decide it. And Sam took that advice himself and said, I'm going to be Captain America. Last thing, that suit would have been much cooler if it uh, manifested over him like T'Challa's suit did. I'm just saying. Oh, that would have been cool. I that guess because really cool. Bucky asked for the favor and they were kind of pissed at him anyway. Right, they true, were like, true. fuck it, Shuri, bring He's this lucky bullshit he even out got of the that, basement. Right? Yeah, they were like, bring up like the the prototype for this much better costume we have and give it to Sam. <laughs> Sam got it. He's like, fuck, I have to spray paint this thing red, white, and blue. They didn't even, they didn't even spray paint it for me. That I was hoping hilarious. Bucky would get a cool suit too, like being the white wolf and maybe they made oh, sure man. made something for him. But instead, he just keeps wearing his little. His little collared thing and yeah, his, his jacket. That's yeah. it. he's got his he's got his one sleeve jacket, bro. That's, that's the best it. thing he's I'm got. Like, I'm like, come on, man, give him something here, Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you know, so Bucky giving up that book, you know, it represents not only has he made amends, but he's also to he one said he person. went through, he said he went through. <laughs> according to the book, all the names were crossed out, so I guess he took care of it at another point. They should have had Carly there. Oh, so you took care of everyone on your on your book? <laughs> that way, you know, just like she did with the power broker. I remember talking with you in private about all those plans you had that you never told anyone about. Anyway, um, but yeah, so he went through the book and that book says that, uh, you know, that book, you know, Bucky said that he listened to everything in it. He watched everything in it. So like he was kind of trying to be another Steve or at least following Steve's path to recovery, if you will. And now he's finally giving that up and he has to find his own place in the world. And I'm I'm for that. But, you know, like we said from the start, it just seemed like this whole thing was rushed so much. Yeah, very rushed and very sloppy. You know, where I, I think if you compare it to WandaVision, WandaVision was a lot slower, but the finale kind of tied up everything they really needed to. Uh, and they had the the space to do it, whereas this show I think just didn't have enough time in these last few episodes to to tie everything up. And uh, you know, I think an argument could be made that there were times in the earlier episodes that they they spent too much on certain parts where they you know they could have done more truck with fight, these truck characters. fight. You talking about the truck fight? Yeah, or... yeah, something like that. <laughs> I exactly. Was of the truck fight. Yeah. They you know, went, they too much action at spectacle. times. Yeah. 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 So. And and it, and it really suffered for that. Because I don't know where, you know, where does this go next? You know, I feel like WandaVision at least left you in a place where like, oh, I can't wait to see what Wanda's going to do with her abilities. You know, I don't know, you know, yeah, Sam's Captain America, but where does this go? Also, I was really hoping the boat would be out on the water when they looked out and it was just the water, right? There was no boat there. Okay, so he, I'm going to tell you something. I looked away for a sec to text you something snarky and then I looked up and I saw them looking out at the water and I'm like, oh, I guess they sold the boat and it's on its way. You mean to tell me that the boat wasn't out there when they were looking at the water? No, if you're listening and I'm wrong, but I rewound it to see, and I all I saw was I have it in front of me. All I saw was the sun and the water. Wow, the (laughs) boat is not out there. It's not. I guess he's looking for the the vacancy of the boat. Like he's looking for the boat and it's not there. Now that I'm analyzing the scene together, these guys have to fucking kiss. But uh, (laughs) but the um, (laughs) and honestly. The chemistry isn't even that good for them. I just got to get, I got to get something out of I know, this. I know. But uh, wow, why wasn't the boat there? Yeah, I thought the, it was going to show the, the boat on the water. That was the whole fucking arc. They, they, they could have had the money to put the boat in, at least CGI it, <laughs> if they didn't do the wild plane thing in the first episode. You they know? fixed it up all so we could sit at the dock. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, Baron Zemo had one 30-second scene, right, where he kills the last few Flag Smashers. Yes, he and, does. 
It turned out he planned it all along. So we got that. But he really did let himself get captured, which I was kind of surprised by. And it was an anticlimactic end for his character a little bit. I was surprised that he didn't just go to the raft and then and then when the Flag Smashers come to the raft, he's like, all right, guys, here's what we are going to do. We are going to make our own team. Like, you know, something like that. <laughs> like, I don't, was that, that was not like a German-ish accent. That was, was not. That, that was, was like, like uh, Antonio like, Banderas. I was just going to say it was like, was like Antonio Banderas. Yep. <laughs> Hello, my name is Baron Zemo, and I am uh, and the sexiest. Ba- I am Baron Zorro. <laughs> I am Baron Zorro. <laughs> Somebody make oh, that I a just, character. I think I just broke my fucking microphone <laughs> with that. I just, oh my god, Baron Zorro, baby. <laughs> That's right. I wear a mask and I redistribute resources from the rich to the poor. Oh, uh, so you're good, so, so good. Baron Zorro. But um, yeah, I guess I guess are there any? I know this was kind of a scattered review, but you know we've said about how we felt about the previous episodes. Uh, you know I wish they would have done more with Sam instead of just shoehorning it into the last two episodes. I wish. Um, why was Zemo on Bucky's list? Uh, I don't know. Oh, wait, H. Zemo was on Bucky's list. But isn't his name... Oh, his first name is it. Helmet? Helmet, yeah, his name's Helmet. <laughs> um, Helmut, let's go with that. Yeah, Helmut, Helmut Zemo. Who knows? Whatever, Who knows? whatever, fuck it. But, I yeah, I just, I, I think, we, you know, as people can tell from, if you're still listening to this, that we were pretty disappointed, um, you know, with just how rushed, the rush nature of the episode, and and we wanted a little bit more, but uh, I I wouldn't say that I hated the series. You know, there were definitely moments of brilliance. I re- I did enjoy a lot of stuff in it. Uh, I just think they they could have done so much more. And um, so far, I kind of feel like the the show uh, format for Marvel is not the way to go. I think the movies are a little little bit better. I I don't know if it's because they have to get everything done in two hours, so things are a lot more concise and tight, and they know what's important to focus on. Uh, where I feel like the shows tend to get lost a little bit in scenes that we don't need. So that's my overall feeling so far from from Marvel shows, and I guess we'll see what happens when the Loki show airs. If that mask would have been off during the last scene too, like, I mean, I guess they need to see Captain America being the one to make the speech, but he still looks like Cap without that mask. I don't know. It 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 seemed, I was very comic accurate, like you said. I'm just not sure it translates well over to... Whatever. Yeah. It's one of those. It's you know what, guys. It's gonna be one of those things where whatever we had in our head isn't as good as what actually happens. And, I mean, you know, I imagine it will probably look better next to Vision and uh, you know all these Spider-Man, yeah, all these characters. You yeah. know, when you're doing <laughs> a very of, realistic a guy kind who's of, wearing a jacket, <laughs> yeah, on the street kind of story. It does. It just looks kind of weird, you know. I mean, he's got these like falcon wings and shit, and then everyone else is just people. So it's it's definitely. I think that's kind of hurts it a little bit. You know what I will do? Uh, I just want to finish this monologue and also describe. He says, we can't demand that people step up if we don't meet them halfway. So, you know, that's similar to saying like, oh, well, this group of disenfranchised people should just not commit crimes. And it's like, okay, but you've made everything a fucking crime and you've over policed their areas. So even if similar crimes are being committed elsewhere, all of those crimes are going to be found in that area. And that's why crime rates in areas of color, uh, sorry, areas populated by people, by people of color are so high folks like this, this, this stuff isn't isn't by accident. You know what I mean? Exactly, Historically, yeah. you take you take an entire community of people, oppress them for four hundred years, have them build your country, just like Sam said, and I'm glad he did say that. Have have them build your country, and then when you finally do free them, you don't give them the right to vote. You don't you don't give them any of the agency that a fucking person has. Black people haven't even gotten to be people yet. 
There's still, what did I say when I talked to you? 156 years the black community has been allowed to get paid for their work? That's nothing. That is a drop in the fucking bucket. And we are nowhere near, we are nowhere near to making the progress that we need to make. We are not in a post-racial society. And the show had the power to say that. He says to this woman, look, you control the banks, you can move borders, you can knock down a force with an email. Ah, my boy Torres, not a single line in this fucking uh, episode. Okay. For someone they're setting up to be the next Falcon. (laughs) He says, who's in the room when you make those decisions? We went over that. Sarah, she's watching with so much admiration. Oh, this woman's looking away from Sam. She doesn't want to hear it. (laughs) She does not want to hear it. He says, this girl died trying to stop you. And no one has stopped for one second to ask why. So if you want to talk about protests and stuff that have happened and the stuff that people have had to do, you're more concerned about why about the fact that they are angry and not why they are angry. And I don't even want to say anger. It's indignation. And he says people believed in her cause so much that they helped her defy the strongest governments in the world. That is that's another very powerful thing. And he says, why do you think that is? And it's interesting. I see his frustration here. This is my favorite part of the episode. Mask and all. Uh, I see (laughs) I see his frustration here. You know, oh, he says the power of God or a misguided teenager. Yeah. You have to, the question you have to ask yourself is, how are you going to use it? How are you going to use that power? And they show him. It, two seconds later, they step up to him and they say, hey, can you go get this flag smasher out of the river? And he goes, of course I'll get the flag smasher out of the river. I still owe him an ass whooping like Will Smith from the 90s because that's something he would have said. Yeah. That, how are you going to speak truth to power and then follow their <laughs> orders as soon as they fucking ask you? That, that was... I don't know. It just, it just wasn't even handed, I guess. I guess there were such moments of greatness in this show. And then to have them see... Tyler, why are you sending me funny memes while we're recording? What? I'm just <laughs> done with this episode, man. I'm done. <laughs> I'm fucking over this. Oh, my God. Uh, that's good. Uh, <laughs> now that I totally forgot. That made me forget where I was. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, folks, never stop thinking. Never stop learning. No, um... Yeah, I think that there were pretty awesome moments in this show. And just if not a, a fan of the show, as a fan of the comic books, to see these things in live action was amazing. It was yeah. really cool. You know, to see um, another man with the Captain America shield fighting Falcon and the Winter Soldier at the same time. Like, I, I don't know, like this, this stuff is cool. It's a comic book writ large, but also it's just they specifically grounded this series and i think that's what hurt them you can't ground try and make a series that's so grounded and be like guess what but anybody can do what they want with no repercussions at all that was weird to me um and we'll see i guess where the whole val thing goes because she didn't even call him to show up madam hydra had nothing to do with this episode except for telling him what happened while he tried on his brand new costume you know why like u.s agent she didn't call him oh my god I knew what she was going to say even before I saw the subtitles. Too. <laughs> Whatever. We'll, we'll see where it goes. You know, I think I think it's an interesting uh, opinion that you have that shows aren't the way to go for them. I think it depends on those characters. You know what I mean? Like Wanda had 20 minutes of screen time combined between all of the movies before she was put into WandaVision. And that show gave me a much uh, a much greater appreciation for both her and Vision as characters. Um, you know, this show, while it had some great Bucky moments and stuff, like, I don't know, it's, it's rough to put, are they, are they first tier characters now that the most of the Avengers are either old or dead? I guess so, right? You put these first tier characters in a TV show and constricted to six fucking episodes. 
I don't so know. So they man. they were they were they were like uh, forty five to fifty minutes, where WandaVision was a half hour per episode. So, so they even had more time. Out. What the fuck? Yeah, I guess I don't know, man. But yeah, so you know, for those of you out there, hopefully, <laughs> you know, hopefully you you got something from these reviews. This is uh, this is in its in its truest form the same energy that we had when we used to go to the movies and come out afterwards and talk about everything. We could, <laughs> it right? really was. We used to, or we, or we'd uh, park across the street from my, from my house. And we would just like stand there in the street talking until a cop showed up and was like, what are you guys doing? Uh, <laughs> like, we're, we're, talking. we're talking about a movie. We just saw what movie did you see? Like, Oh, we said, Oh yeah. All right. All right. Amazing Carry Spider-Man on fellas. Too, huh? Carry wow. on. Carry Luckily on. we were, we were white. So he didn't shoot us, but uh, yes, <laughs> <laughs> My God. But uh, yeah, so, so this is kind of that energy. And, you know, as, as, a, as a fan, you're hearing a lot of that. As whatever sort of commentator I tend to be on social and political issues, you're hearing that as uh, well. You're hearing that as yeah. well because, you know, they, 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 they made it seem like that's what they were going to do and then they didn't do it. You know, you well, show a bunch of people filming John Walker with, I'm sorry, to, to sh- you show a bunch of people filming John Walker with their cell phones as he kills an unarmed man, believing that he has the authority to do whatever he wants because of a title he's been given. His shield is a literal fucking badge, people. Yeah. He yeah. used the badge to fucking murder someone. Or rather, badges are shields. Either way, how do you not spend the next episode going into that? How come you don't have Bucky and Sam reconciling with the fact that it's their fault? They both gave that shield up. The Dora Milaje gave that shield up. They all gave that shield up to protect mm, either their own point. egos or a white man's ego. Sam's case, it was because he didn't think he was worthy. There was some imposter syndrome there. They all gave that up, and you're not going to explore that? There could have even some resentment towards Steve, you know, for... There should have been. Right? He left that shield there for them to deal with instead of taking that responsibility himself and uh you know i i as much as we all think he deserved happiness it was kind of irresponsible to to leave the world in a place where again he helped unsnap everyone and then let them left them to what was going to happen so uh you know not the most heroic choice there steve rogers but and all I, he did was have bucky <laughs> apologize for the both of them he was like we didn't know yeah. what it would mean for a black man to take yeah. on his shield my bad Sorry, bro. But I think we should end on a positive note. We got a black Captain America. That's that's pretty huge, especially for the the MCU. Um, you know, they did touch on social issues, which is, I guess, a step in the right direction. They admitted um, that racism does exist. Yeah, which and that's huge. Is very that's big huge. for the MCU. You are you are very right in that. The fact that they even acknowledge that Sam is a black man, like just saying you're a black man, having right, the cops right. having stop those words. them. Yeah. You know, like those it, it, at, at the least, it puts those words into somebody's head. And now they're like, oh, it doesn't mean something that a black man is, Catholic. you know, because there's always people. I don't care if you're red, blue or purple. Just respect me, blah, blah, blah. But yes, you do. Um, the thing is also you may not hate people of a certain color or a certain community, but in not realizing their struggles, that is ignorance and that is prejudice. And it is hurtful because you will vote against those people while being ignorant of of them yeah. and their and their needs. So, you know, just being aware is 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 the beginning step and you know, like you were saying, you know, it's it's good that Marvel at least took that step, you know, to begin with. That's what I got. All right. Then I'll tell you what I have for you. Uh, folks, next week we will be doing our housekeeping episode uh, for real this time. Yeah, for real, and it's going to be a heavy one. 
<laughs> so so be ready for that. Uh, folks, th thank you very much for your patience with this uh, and for tuning in. Uh, despite the fact that, you know, we're, we're releasing this episode like today, and I, I feel like I might not have been putting as much into the podcast as I as I did previously throughout the past year, uh, we, you know, our listens have gone up uh, immensely. So hopefully it's because of the mini reviews. Hopefully those people who like the mini reviews come here and like our, our main episodes. And, uh, you know, next week, we'll, like I said, we'll, we'll have our housekeeping, and then we're going into Bat Month, where we will be reviewing just Batman. Stuff. Yeah, we yeah. Don't, <laughs> we're still figuring it out. We don't know what the fuck we're going to be doing. It, it'll but. be a Batman-themed month, and we might even talk yes. about various works and not just focus on one. Yeah. But, Despite uh, May the 4th being next month, uh, Batman Day is also next month, and that's, no offense, yeah. George Lucas, it's more important. it's more important to me. Yeah, we already did a Star Wars episode. We're good, but uh, <laughs> well, we did one terrible one for May the Fourth, and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and then I, we did. We've done enough Disney reviews this last month. God, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, you know, damn you're Monopoly. Right. That damn Monopoly. A, yeah, everything's a Disney review at this point, right? Uh, exactly. Uh, but yeah, so I, I would love to hear if people disagree with us or agree with us. So you know, yeah. this might be your time to shoot a quick uh, review or. Uh, even, you know, uh, tweet at us or, or just let us know your thoughts. Um, I'm sure there's going to be some things you agree with and some you don't. And I think it'd be great to hear some other perspectives. Yeah, because what how do we make any progress if there's no dialogue? So at the end uh, of the day, we're all yeah. we're all MCU fans, right? We're all Marvel fans. If you're if you're watching this show. So uh, let's hear let's hear what you got. Fan. What you got, yeah. you got to say about it. Yeah. And for those of you who do want to let us know your opinions, you can find us on Twitter at PolitipopPod, Instagram at PolitipopPodcast. You can email us at PolitipopCast at gmail.com. And you can always find our show notes and sources at PolitipopPodcast.wordpress.com. Uh, probably sometime next week. Special thanks to all of you for listening. And always to Antonia Hava for logo design. She doesn't have a GoFundMe up yet, guys, but please keep an eye out for it. Keep an eye out on the Politipop Podcast page. Her cat is going, well, both of her cats are going through terrible health problems right now. Oh, no. And one of them needs a very expensive surgery. And, you know, even donating a few dollars to a GoFundMe whenever she sets it up would, would make a huge difference. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, hopefully the podcast is edited and out by the time she does set one up. And we'll put it in the show notes and sources for you. So, uh, you know, we all know our fur babies mean the world to us. And uh, fur babies are the new children, right? So, yep. And the superior ones. Uh, <laughs> my dog won't grow up and put me in a home no because right. uh, uh, it only lives 15 years uh, yeah i was gonna say yeah <laughs> we'll be around long can, enough. i'll live 14 no uh you guys <laughs> you can listen to us and rate and review us on apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast uh once again thank you so much for listening and for the politipop podcast i have been the angry fanboy mike and I have been Ty. And remember, no matter what you're watching, no matter what you're reading, no matter what you're listening to, never stop thinking, never stop learning. <sighs> Recognize the gray areas, even if those gray areas are all cleared up by the sixth episode of a fucking show. <laughs> and the way you do that is by always remembering to read between the lines. And scene. Oh, thank you.